I've spent the last majority of the um, I've spent the majority of the last few weeks reading through applications. We got three hundred and I think eighty nine applications for our latest position. And uh, I know my last episode was about hiring, so I want to share another tip that I've discovered in hiring that I wouldn't have expected in the past, which is some of the most useful things I've been able to discover um, and some of the things I found myself subconsciously reaching for um, about applicants are things outside of the application. So the first thing I do in every single application that I open up is I click on all the links that they have. I click on links to their GitHub projects. I get click on links to their Twitter, to their Instagram, to their LinkedIn, uh, to their personal website. Even if they don't link to those things, I often will Google for their Twitter and their personal website and stuff because um, the resume is a really structured format, which is very helpful in some ways. It helps us kind of compare people, but it's also very limited in some ways. And one of the things that I found was... um, especially when we got down to not just doing like the yes, no, maybe, um, or the, well, the, really the maybe versus the no, but really when I was trying to pick between, let's say we had 60 or 70 people who actually showed some decent potential, how do I pick between them? What I really wanted to know was, um, it's sort of like resumes are a little bit like dating, right? Like you're putting your best face forward. And I want to look a little bit more like what they're like on a day-to-day basis. What does their code look like and how do they interact with other people and what things are they interested in? And, um, you know, even what's their attention to detail and, you know, their, their personal professional, um, you know, freelancing site or whatever. Um, and so I realized that for the people who don't have any online presence, it's much harder for me to understand what they would be like to work with. And that doesn't mean that they all just get rejected, but it means I have to now stop and make a more intentional decision to try and suss those things out from their resume and hope that they get over to a phone screen. Whereas the people who have those online portfolios, now sometimes it can hurt them, right? You might have you know, kept it vague enough to get to a phone screen otherwise, but because I looked at your Twitter or your website or something like that, there's something there that makes me think no. But more likely than not, looking at those things gives me a sense of what you're like as a person. And that's an opportunity for me to say, Ooh, that is somebody I like and I'd want to work with, or that's someone who has really interesting experiences that didn't have an appropriate space on their, um, on their resume or, Oh my goodness, they work with that. That's something that's super interesting outside of this context or, wow, it's a really kind of clever project that they're working on there that I can see a lot more information about, or, Oh, those are those tweets that they're sharing are really valuable and they are clearly thinking well and good educators and communicators. So there's a lot of things that I can get out of looking at the, the, uh, non resume spaces that somebody has. And I'm grateful when people have those things and I'm grateful when they link those things. Um, additionally, if it's code, I've also found that the ability to look at someone's code, um, when I'm hiring a coder is incredibly valuable to the point where I would recommend that every single person have, and before you start applying into jobs as a programmer, have some project and it could be the most rudimentary project of all time. You just say, you know what? I make, want to make a project to organize my VHS collection or something, some modern project in your modern tech stack that I can see what are your commits commits name like and um, what's your basic syntax look like and what's your attention to detail on coding styles and stuff like that because those go so far because so many people say I work with Laravel that that means a lot of different things to a lot of different people and so for me I've really been trying to figure out through these things what does that mean like do you actually if I were to sit you in front of a terminal could you spin up a new Laravel app that does basic crud today and I'm really getting a mixture of senses for some people where it's like 
are you kidding? I could build, you know, something like Forge if you gave me a couple of weeks. You know, some people even to the point where they would actually build something and send it over to me as a part of their application. Um, some pretty, something pretty robust that they spent 20 hours building or something. And for some people I look at, it, I'm like, I'm pretty sure that you're a WordPress developer that like had to do a little bit of maintenance on an existing Laravel app. And that does, that's not a bad thing, but that's a very different thing than someone who's like pro level, you know, WordPress or Laravel. And so give me the opportunity. Like if you're a pro level Laravel developer, make it easy for me to figure that out. You know, let me see your tweets about Laravel. Let me see your open source contributions. Let me see a live Laravel app or whatever. So I think the biggest one for this one would just be, I'd recommend that you give me things outside of your resume to look at. Have online presences. And a lot of people say, oh, well, if you hire people purely based on their open source contributions, then you're prioritizing people who have free time. Well, I don't I don't have free time. So I'm going to make decisions that don't do that. Um, but that does not mean that someone can't have a, a you know, a personal website or a Twitter profile or a professional website or a single project or something like that. And yeah, you might have to go spend an entire weekend doing those things I just said. Um, and if you can't spend a whole weekend to try and get a job, then you maybe don't actually need a job that bad. You know what I mean? Like, it's not that hard to put a little bit of work into a job application process. And if if you don't care because you don't really need a job, or if you don't care because you're applying to 50 jobs and the other 49 jobs don't care about this stuff, well, then that's fine. And I will look at one of the other 388 applicants. Um, but it doesn't have to be you know a snarky thing. I would just say that like if you really want a job, then, and it's not like do, you have to do it once just for Titan. Do it once for all of them. But like that commitment and wanting to do it right and attention to detail all those things are really valuable for us and to be able to see that in your work i think can uh can really set you apart so hope to help someone thanks for checking it checking in thanks for hanging out thanks for listening see you later really love to hear both you guys sing it together can you do that yeah one two three i'm gonna do it